0: In the month of August, we're starting a new series that will run all through the month in shape. That's what we have taught this series. It's a series of teachings on healing, health, and wholeness. Healing, health, and wholeness. Every human being has an aspiration either for healing when health is lost, for health to maintain their health when health is in place, and for wholeness, and wholeness is you know, speaks to the harmony of spirit, soul, and body. The harmonious relationship between our spirit, our soul, and our body. That's what wholeness speaks to. And uh, a human being that is whole or wholesome is the one that is enjoying health and enjoying balance, spirit, soul, and body some people are making progress in terms of maybe material supply or or progress in career and all that but you you, it's just an emotional wreck that's not that's not real prosperity real prosperity is the one that seeks for harmony of spirit soul and body that you are in health just like third john verse 2 the apostle john was writing his third epistle uh, chapter one and verse number two he said beloved i wish above all things that you prosper and being held even as your soul prospers that you prosper and being held even as your soul prospers so soul prosperity is as important as physical prosperity so i mean the health for your soul is as important as the health for the body everything is intertwined and interconnected the spirit, the soul, and the body. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse twenty three. Uh, uh the, the, the the Bible says there that may your entire spirit, soul, and body said now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Completely and completely there is now spelt out. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's not just your spirit that should be preserved blameless; your whole spirit, soul, and body. So we say man is a trapezoid being. Simply put, is a spirit. He has a soul, and he lives in a body. It's a spirit. He has a soul. When God created man, He formed man, and then He breathed into man, and man became a living being. The 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 carcass. the, the you know what god shaped on the floor was not a living being until god releases breath into it ruach the breath of god that's that's the, the, what goes into a man and that's the real man that breath that spirit that man as a spirit and that's the one that will return back to god dust to dust hash to hash you know and then the real man which is the spirit returns back to god so that's the real man he, he lives in a body and it possesses a soul. And when you talk about soul you're talking about our intellectual capacity, emotional capacity, capacity for memory, capacity for imagination, you know that's what makes up the soul of man. That's what makes up the soul. So when a man is not caught in his ability to for instance, uh, uh, vision to, to cast a vision for the future, that means he's enjoying soul prosperity. somebody still with me today. And then when the spirit of man is alive, at New Bath, when you say yes to Jesus, your spirit comes alive. Bible says we're dead in trespasses and sin. But when we come into redemption through Christ Jesus, our spirit comes alive, and then the spirit of God starts to indwell us. And that spirit of God gives us capacity for soul prosperity, gives us ideas, gives us, you know, power of imagination and and and, and our spirit to be able to capture visions and dreams of the future. Then we start to pick signals beyond the regular realm. We can hear from God. Yeah, we can hear from God. Ephesians of, I think five and eighteen, he says, and don't be drunk with wine, in which is excess. Say, but be filled with the Spirit, and then sing to yourselves and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I call that intoxication from the realm of glory. When your spirit is alive, we say the spirit of God can indwell a spirit that is alive, and then you can pick signals from the from God, and you can be intoxicated. From the realm of glory somebody say amen this morning amen. i know some things i'm describing be, <laughs> but uh, let's just flow together is that okay yeah so spirit soul and body we're speaking to wholeness when we say in shape we're not just talking about your physical configuration we're talking about your emotional configuration we're talking about your spiritual configuration you can have six sparks in the physical but zero park emotionally. Yeah. Or car park emotionally. <laughs> That's when the emotion, you are emotionally flat. Car park. Yeah. <laughs> and you can have six parks in the physical. And uh, no park in the spirit. At least nowhere. Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? I remember saying something in the first service, which I, I also want to start with. Because I woke up this morning, and it looks like the Holy Spirit was disturbing me with that, despite the fact that my note for the message was ready. And that was that, how, 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 how do we find it so easy? Where do we get to the point where we protect everything that we have? Some of us live in gated estates. Some of us even have our own security guard for our house. You protect everything you have. Some, some even carry bodyguard everywhere they go but yet yet when it comes to your health there's no protection anything can enter your mouth you don't have security guard here so you you are protecting your money you are protecting everything but your health is left to anything some people can eat anything drink anything that's in a bottle and smoke anything that can produce smoke And yet, you want to live long. And you know what some people say? Something must kill somebody now. Yeah. It's only frustrated people that talk like that. And ignorant people. I'm telling you the truth. A truly devoted follower of Jesus should not talk like that. What killed Abraham? Are you not a seed of Abraham? (laughs) What killed Jacob? The Bible says he wittingly carried his leg on the bed and his legs. What about that? What about, that's how I want to die. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'll be saying something must kill somebody. No, that's not the will of God. In this first message, I want to deal with the will of God so you understand it for yourself. That's not the will of God. Don't say something must kill somebody. No. Abraham slept with his fathers. That's what the scripture says, slept. You know, Jacob slept. And we are seeds of Abraham. I love how Jacob died. He he, he told them to call all of his sons to him. And he blessed them. And he told them what will be for them. Yeah. Go and check it in the book of Genesis. It's there. He told them about everything. He spoke to each tribe. Yeah. Jacob, I mean, Joseph, this is what will happen. Asher, this is what will happen. He told them everything. And then he wittingly gathered his legs on the bed. And he slept before his children with their future delivered to them. I'm not even sure they cried <laughs> because everything was okay. And then they knew uh, uh, that is going. And it's simple, okay. Let's come and hear farewell message. Yeah. May that be your portion at a good old age in the name of jesus so i'm saying we should ditch all excuses for living anyhow not taking responsibility for our health not taking respons- responsibility for your mental state and emotional state some people expose their minds to just anything yet you check your balance all the time to make sure the money is there but well, you, don't, you don't take care of your mind. You expose your mind to anything. Any emotion is okay. Angry this morning, bitter in the afternoon, you are not taking care of yourself emotionally. Yeah. So any emotion is okay. Any intake to the body is okay. There was a great evangelist, Dr. Billy Graham, who just passed, I think, at 91 or 92 recently earlier this year, that one said this. He said, when money is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. When character is lost, all is lost. So for the sake of this message, let's stay in the middle. When health is lost, something is lost. You know some people, their own mantra is, when when money is lost, all is lost. (laughs) And that's how they live. So, you jeopardize your health for the sake of money. You jeopardize your integrity and character for the sake of money. Meanwhile, when money is lost, a man of wisdom who lived his life on the Word of God and the greatest soul winner of our time said, When money is lost, nothing is lost. He lived till overnight, so he had experience. Money will always come back if you do the right things. But you can't jeopardize your health. And think that you know all will be okay so the cross of the matter for the month of August is that God wants you all wants you to enjoy the harmony of spirit soul and body where you can be you know wholesome and healthy spirit soul and body many of us know what we call psychosomatic illnesses those are you know sickness or other conditions caused or aggravated by mental factors such as internal conflict or stress many people in lagos are having psychosomatic illnesses because of pressure you know the kind of uh, and you know in this part of the world you know what what we attribute it to when somebody has a psychosomatic illness and goes to the hospital and they say there's nothing wrong with you he says relate people not all the time that village people sometimes is you are the village yeah because of the kind of stress that you are carrying because of how you are mismanaging your emotions destroy one relationship there make another one there, have unguarded expectation of people and of situations and then you just crash crash landed emotionally and you know bitter sad carrying a long face all the time Take responsibility for your emotion. That's what we're discussing this month. We, 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 we will dwell more on psychosomatic illnesses and uh, emotional balance and all that next Sunday. And we have a special guest, uh, Dr. Peter Anubi, who is a consultant, you know, uh, psychologist, psychiatrist, this doctor, and child of God, Christian minister. So he's going to talk from all angles. And you're going to have the opportunity to ask him a few questions. Yeah. That that, that will be in our two services next Sunday. And I'm going to give you a lowdown of what will happen all through the month of August so you can prepare to be a part of it. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 3. I'll spend the rest of the time that I have discussing what the Bible says about physical affliction and how you can position yourself to receive healing consistently. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 3. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me bless the Lord bless his name bless the Lord O oh my soul and forget not all of his benefits and what are his benefits verse 3 says who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases so the first benefit of redemption is forgiveness of sin and the second benefit is healing there are many more benefits. Look at verse, verse 4. Who redeems your life from destruction? Divine protection. Who crowns you with loving kindness, lo- loving kindness and tender mercies? And uh, I love verse 5. Who satisfies your mouth with what? I can't hear you. Anything? Bad things? Before nutritionists start to say, That this is bad and this is good. The Bible already says that God wants to satisfy your mouth with good things. Not anything. Because some people can eat anything. You eat anything and yet you want to walk by faith. There's no faith to cast out calories. You can't. Calorie is not a demon. It's a physical substance. It's not a spiritual substance. You can't load something in front of you and say, in the name of Jesus... Cast out. <laughs> yeah. So everyone want to eat junk and still believe it will not affect them. Yeah. And by doing that, you destroy the body. That's not, that's not good enough for a faithful child of God. God wants us in perfect health but we must take responsibility for ourselves. Say amen, somebody. So, from Psalm one hundred and three, verse one to three, you see that the greatest miracle of redemption is forgiveness of sin. That's the greatest miracle of redemption: forgiveness of sin. That my sins can be forgiven, that Jesus paid the price for the forgiveness of my sin, is the greatest miracle of redemption. It's the greatest thing that Christ came to do on earth. You know why? Because every other thing that we trust him for that will cut miracles and all that they are sequel to that they, they are as a result of that let me show you this Genesis chapter 2 verse 16 and 17 before Genesis 2 16 and 17 there was no mention of death or die or dying nothing was dying the garden was perfect the way God created it and God narrated you know everything that happened there uh, uh, so Genesis 2 and 16 and the Bible says and the Lord God commanded can you put that up for me please quickly and the lord god commanded the man saying of the three the, the the tree of the garden you may freely eat verse 17 says but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat it you shall surely die that's the first time you see die in the bible death comes Out of disobedience, what we call sin, transgression, or iniquity. Forget about tree of good and evil. We will talk about that another day. What all that means. The most important thing in this verse is that there was disobedience to God. God said, when you disobey me, sin will be introduced. And when sin comes, it comes hand in hand with death. And sicknesses and diseases are precursors to death. So without that, I mean without death or sin, man was supposed to just live like God, enjoy life, no issues. That was how the garden was, Eden, the garden of God. So Jesus came, having the power over sin and dealt with sin and invariably every other thing that came in as a result of sin. Is somebody still following me this morning? When I talk about sin, I'm not talking about your sin. I'm, th- I'm talking about sin that came into the world from the garden. That made you to sin. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm not saying that anybody that is sinning now will automatically die. No. Sin is already in the world. Death is already in the world. That's why you need a Redeemer. And His name is Jesus. And when you accept forgiveness for your sins, you must invariably accept. Every other thing that comes with forgiveness of sin. That's what I'm saying. Because it's a full package. Look at what Isaiah said about it hundreds of years before Jesus came. As a prophet, just prophesying. This is one of the Messianic prophecies of Isaiah. Messianic prophecies and a prophecy that came about the Messiah before the Messiah was born. Isaiah chapter 53, when you read from verse 1. It said, Who has believed our report? And to whom the hand of God has been revealed look at verse 2 for talking about Jesus he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the ground he has no form of comeliness and when we see him there's no beauty that we should desire him verse 3 he is despised rejected by men a man of sorrow acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him it He was despised and we did not esteem him. Look at verse 4. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrow. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Just talking about, you know, the path that Christ will follow. That path of affliction and you know, beating and all that. Look at verse verse 5. But he was what? See transgression and iniquity coming again. That is going to pay the price. Said he was wounded for transgression, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace. That means our our need for emotional wholeness. Whatever punishment was supposed to take to be able to get it, he took it. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Can you see everything he took care of there? Transgression, iniquity, lack of peace and then healing. Everything coming together. Christ paid the price for everything. He paid the price for everything. He paid the price for everything. Just walking through everything with us. He paid the price. So God wants us to be in good health and paid top price to secure it for us. The one thing that we all need to understand is that despite the fact that the price was paid, when it comes to redemption, there's a vital part of redemption and there's a legal part of redemption. The legal part of redemption is the sin, I mean, the Bible says, for instance, the, 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 the wages of sin is death. It says the gift of God is stand alive. That means you do this, you get this. Christ paid the price for my sin. The price has been paid. In physical things, if you buy something online, And they charge your card does that mean that you have received it you have to position to receive it you have to petition for it if you don't receive it am i saying the truth yeah that's the vital part the legal part is that there's a contract you paid and it's supposed to be delivered christ paid for your health for your healing has it been delivered if it's not been delivered we need to get it delivered that's the vital part of redemption Christ paid the chastisement of my peace was upon him. So if I'm lacking peace, I need to find a way to get it delivered because the price has been paid. And paid in full, no instrumental payment. Are you still with me today? When Christ hung on the cross, what did he say? Can you still remember? Can you say it again? It means full price. Yeah, completely paid. So if it's paid in full, whatever it will take for me to take delivery, I need to position for it. Can you hear me tell your neighbor, say, it's time to position for what has been paid for. So there must be a handshake between God's provision and your possession. And that's where faith comes in. The handshake between God's provision and my possession and my possessing it. God paid the price for my healing. I need to be able to lay hold on it. God paid the price for my emotional wholeness. I need to be able to lay hold on, of it. Surely, he has carried our grief. Carried, yeah. He carried, you know, my emotional heartache. He carried it. But I need to pay, the, I mean, I need to uh, take possession of it. I need to take pos- and that's where faith comes in, like I said. In Mark chapter 2, when you read from verse 5, you read about a story from verse 1 about the story of a man, a paralytic, whose friends, four of them, carried him to Jesus. They got to the place, the place was packed out. What did they do? They went and uncovered the roof of a man, perhaps negotiating with the man that they would pay for the roof, you know, and then they lowered the, the impotent man, the paralytic, before Jesus. The Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith, Luke chapter 2, uh, um, maybe verse, uh, verse 5, yeah. Sorry, Mark chapter 2, verse 5. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are... Can we read that together? When Jesus... What did Jesus see? I said, what did Jesus see? And what did he say? The moment Jesus said, your sins are forgiven, what he was saying is that you are redeemed. So because your sins are forgiven, you can receive your healing. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Pharisees started to ask questions, who is this guy? Who does he think he is? Does a man have power to forgive sin? And Jesus said, which one is easier? To tell a man, carry your bed and go home, or to say your sins are forgiven? Because the same power that forgives sin is the same power that heals the system when sin is taken care of healing becomes jesus came and paid the price for our sins and then we qualify for sound health somebody stay with me today i said are you still with me today yeah but some people ask the question pastor what about big sicknesses because we made it so simple that jesus paid the price he has forgiven us our sins, so we can receive healing. What about big sicknesses? <laughs> you need to understand one thing: that God's disposition about health is not reliant on or affected by the size or nature of the ailment. No, sickness is sickness, just the same way we say sin is sin. You know, in man's uh, um, order of things, sins carry this different kind of, uh, or transgressions carry different kinds of punishment. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. And there's a civil offense, and there's a criminal offense. I know a bit of law. There are different things. And, but in God's agenda, sin is just a transgression of the law. Disobedience. Yeah. And the same way, it will forgive a murderer. Is the same way he will forgive a liar am i saying the truth it's just that the repercussion of certain sins on human relationship and human existence will be different so somebody can receive forgiveness and still have issues caused to settle either with the law of the land or with the human being that you have hurt Am, am i saying the truth but as far as God is concerned yeah the same way God forgives sins freely is the same way it does not have a price tag on any sickness the blood that healed common cold is the blood that will heal cancer yeah the, the price that he paid is the same price and we are the ones that need to get it right you know in our mind the same power to forgive sin that forgives sin is, heals the sick so if you believe that you have been forgiven then you can believe that you have been healed. And there's a very interesting story in the scriptures. As I, start, I mean, start to talk about how to take delivery of what God has provided for you. the First thing i love to say is that you should be mindful of your disposition towards healing. Some of us have wrong mindsets about healing. Some people believe that there are some extremes. That healing is no longer happening today and that all the people who claim to be healed they're just deceiving us it's because we have not experienced healing before yeah you know the man that was healed in the Bible that was born blind they tried to make him believe that he cannot see and that his healing was fake he said you know what whether this man is a prophet or son of God I don't know the one thing that I know before I was blind now I can see. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I know. And I know he was the one that did it. How he did it, I don't know. Yeah. They went to meet his parents, wanted to put them into trouble. They looked at him. Them. Was your son born blind? He said yes. But you see, how he can now see, we don't know. He's of age. Go ahead and ask him. <laughs> glory be to jesus Amen. ladies and gentlemen the healing power of god is still available and well today jesus paid the price once paid it totally and for us to enjoy it forever secondly this position that you should have is that there's no big problem and small problem we only have a big god solving all problems <laughs> yeah So, in Matthew chapter 8, when you read from verse 5, it was a story of a centurion who came to meet Jesus, approached Jesus and said, my servant is at home, who is, you know, paralyzed and grievously tormented. Come and heal him. And you know what Jesus said? And Jesus said to him, he said, I will come and heal him. Maybe Jesus just felt a bit of respect for this man, being a centurion, a man of influence in society, and he said, "I'll come. I'll come to your house. I'll come and heal him." The man looked at Jesus and said, "You know what, Oga? Okay? You don't have to come. You don't have to come. I understand how these things work. The guy paralyzed, grievously tormented, doesn't mean anything to you. As far as you are concerned, it's just authority. You have authority, and you speak." He said, "You." you, you I'm a man under authority. I understand how these things. Well, I say to some of the soldiers under me, you come, and he comes. I say, sit, he, stand, he sits, stand, and he stands. He says, speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. You know, for some people, if you say, ah, my servant has a, a, a echo, and he could not report for duty this morning, maybe you should speak a word. But for a servant that is paralyzed and is grievously tormented, ah, you have to show up. And if Jesus did not show up, the man would take offense. And that's the way some of us are. I know we need to rely on each other. So sometimes you call a friend in church, you call a leader, you even probably try to reach out to me, you know, uh, let oh, Pastor Godman or any of the pastors come and do this and do that. It, it, it's, it's not bad in itself, but sometimes it's a symbol of sometimes that your faith should have grown past that level. Cause um, some situation speak the word only yeah you woke up with a bad mood just speak the word to your mood the mood will set i hope you understand what i'm saying everything will just come together why are you downcast oh my soul that was how david used to speak to his soul put your hope in god <laughs> you don't need to call anybody i be crying at that time just speak the word the same way you can speak the word to your body because you believe, Jesus said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to you. That authority that the centurion was talking about, Jesus transferred it to us. I mean, there's nothing bad in you know, asking for prayer of agreement with someone, you know, and all that. But I'm saying you need to be able to speak. The price has been paid. It's time for it to get delivered to you. Pray in the month of August. Somebody. Somebody is experiencing tangible healing. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So you need to speak the word. Speak to anything and everything. Growth in the body, speak to it. Continue to speak to it. This growth, I don't know where you came from. You are going. I speak to you now. Diminish. Disappear. And you see it vanish. Jesus spoke about this centurion and said, I have not seen faith like this in Israel not even amongst the people of God, the Jews. I didn't see any faith like this. It's an unusual faith that the Bible says he marveled at his faith because he believed that it's about the authority and that the price is already paid and that it's nothing too big for him to resolve. Do you have that same belief about Jesus? Do you believe he has authority? And do you believe that that authority has been transferred to you? And you can also say the same things and see the same effect. Say amen somebody. Also, it's important to differentiate between facts and truth. You have to be able to differentiate between facts and truth as far as your healing is concerned. I love people in medical profession. They do their job trying to achieve accuracy and precision. They use gadgets that can see into our system and show what is there. The only thing is that all the gadgets can give you facts of what is happening. What is written is more important than what is happening. Because what is written has the power to overtake what is happening. Yeah. That's why Jesus will always say it is written. It is written. Heaven and earth will pass away. It's only the word of God that will not pass away or not go without being fulfilled. When you allow a medical statement to become your Bible, there's a problem. There's a problem. Like I said, I respect the medical profession a lot. My doctor is a church member. She gives me instructions, I obey. She was in the first service, and I was saying it to the entire congregation. Yeah, my doctor attends this church. Yeah. Once a year I go to see her. She carries out all the tests. I don't want to be paying my guard at my estate, and I don't pay my guard for. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Because that's the way some of us you keep your you keep some of us don't miss service for our car servicing the car you have not serviced yourself in a long time yeah you love that car very much you service it but yourself to check whether there's engine oil oh. <laughs> I don't know if you are what I'm saying this morning because some people maybe are hearing for the first time that a pastor is staying, standing on the pulpit and saying that I go for regular check-up it's because of understanding There's a difference between faith, foolishness and presumption. (laughs) Understanding. You need to understand how life works. Sometimes people release their faith blindly. You don't even know what you are releasing your faith for. When you get a report, it's to know what the world should change. It's not a time to fall down and cry and become an emotional wreck because somebody used a machine to check something and a human being uh, translated it for you. You now go to God who put the whole thing together and say, they said this is there, it's not supposed to be there. Okay, how far? We need to take it out, yeah. This thing has to go, and then God will now tell you, go to the Word because the provision and the contract is there. You have to enforce it. You enforce it. Whatever has been paid for must be delivered. That's when you speak to the devil, take your dirty hands off my liver. Take your dirty hands off my womb. Because the health of that organ has been paid for. Somebody sit with me this morning. Very important. It's very, very important. As I round off today, my last charge We have the whole of the month to preach this, so we're going to get more than enough. My last charge is this. Take full responsibility for your health. The fact that it's been paid for does not mean that if you act irresponsibly, you will get it. One of the people that will be speaking here this month, my very good friend, Dr. Chris Williams, who is also a pastor, pastor of Estone er- Church in the will be speaking in our midweek, one of our midweek service. I'll, I'll give a lowdown, of people who will be speaking. He told me something many years ago that I will never forget. He was a house doctor in one of the mid- Middle Belt states. And he said, you know, when I got in there to practice medicine, the, the first thing I noticed is that people love to eat starchy food. Yeah. Carbs. Carbohydrates. In modes, they have plenty of yam. And they turn it to different kind of things. So it's like you eat real yam in the morning. Eat the pounded one in the afternoon. And maybe fried one at night. <laughs> but it's from yam to yam to yam. Or from cassava to cassava to cassava. Now, the pancreas that secretes the insulin or whatever that digests that thing is completely overworked. When the yam in the money wakes it up and it kicks in, it's still working to secrete enough for the yam. You load under the yam on top of it. And then while it's trying to handle that one, you load another one. The description is like a man that's running. Running, 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 running. And there's no respite. So the thing keeps working. That's how some organs in our body work. They keep working, working, working because of a particular lifestyle. Yeah. When you take a full you know glass of gin, did you ask yourself and consult with your liver? Okay, how are you gonna handle this thing? It's coming. Did you ask? (laughs) Because when you pour it in. You are literally frying that liver without any consultation with the liver. And when some people in mid, mid, middle age liver, I mean, discover that they have liver cirrhosis, maybe they repented from every drinking a few years before. The doctor says, "Oh God, this is liver cirrhosis. Do you drink?" I say no. Do you used to drink? I say yes. And it's as a result of. Hold on. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Now, this is where I'm going. Whether it's a pancreas that is packing up and then somebody comes, let's, let's imagine that somebody comes now here and I lay hands on the person and pray for the person and God healed that pancreas. But that lifestyle of heavy carbs, loading money at night, did not change. That thing may come back in three months to six months. So, the fact that Jesus paid for our health does not mean that you should continue to eat anything and mismanage it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Because sometimes we frustrate grace when we embrace irresponsible living. Yeah. You frustrate grace when you embrace irresponsible living. This month, I pray that God gives all of us wisdom and the spirit of understanding to Plan and take responsibility for long life. In the name of Jesus. It's what says with long life it will satisfy you and show you a salvation. So I receive for you today the wisdom to align with God's will for your life. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. I decree in the month of August, so prosperity is your portion every emotional sickness mental health issues are healed supernaturally and they are not coming back to you in the name of jesus i pray in the month of august god is reaching out to someone here taking the spirit of heaviness off your life destroying the order of depression from your mind in the name of jesus this month of august someone is receiving healing for an organ in your body someone's blood shall be cleansed supernaturally medical reports are turned around in the name of the lord jesus i pray for someone here your faith starts to rise like an edifice in the name of jesus your faith will grow in this month of august until that which has been paid for is delivered into your hand in the precious name of jesus whoever has chosen to believe a lie here i decree in the month of august as truth will come your way grace to embrace the truth is released towards you and as the word of god says you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free i see supernatural freedom coming your way in the month of august in the precious name of jesus will you lift your two hands with jesus and bless him all over this place let's just thank him and bless him lord we ask that you prosper your word in every heart today the grace and the confidence to trust you and to believe for our healing emotionally physically spiritually Lord is released over this congregation today and over everyone watching online same grace released upon you wherever you may be right now we thank you for stories that have been turned around we bless you we bless you we bless you our father and we ask that you take all the glory in the precious name of Jesus and with all that's bowed I just want to say a prayer. One minute. Anyone under the influence of my voice right here at the Business Conference Center or wherever you're watching from from all over the world who may be saying, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Or somebody may be saying, I said the prayer before, but I know I've backslid into sin. And I'm out of fellowship with God completely. I cannot say that I'm a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. I cannot say that I'm a seed of Abraham. And if Jesus comes today, I cannot say, That you will look at me and say, Well done, good and faithful servant. I want to pray for you this afternoon. Trusting God that God will come into your life and you will never be the same again, wherever you may be in this auditorium.